ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 28 or 29. Is it? I don't care. Uh, welcome to an episode of uh, Spearhead Sunday's podcast. I'm Lewis Spears. I do a new one of these every single Sunday. If you are new to the podcast, uh, welcome. And I hope you're going to stay for a very long time. If you're old, to the, if you're a regular, welcome back. I missed you, man. Or lady. There's a lot of girls listening to this podcast. How you going, honey? I can't call you. That's fucking weird, isn't it? Just calling someone. Honey is... Who calls anybody honey anymore? Like, that's a fucking... I think that's a universally accepted as a creepy fucking thing to call somebody. Honey. I don't... Like, my parents don't call each other that. Is that an American thing? Like, if you call... Even if... Even if... It's a, it's like a very mother to son thing. Even then, if my mum called me honey, I'd be like... That's... Don't... Don't do that. You know, honey... I don't know. I think it's a fucking weird thing to call someone. What else is... Bay? I fucking hate bay. That's just dumb. Daddy. See, if anybody calls somebody daddy outside of sexual intercourse, like if someone, you know, the fucking worst thing is when a celebrity posts a photo on Instagram and you have all of these girls who hate their actual dads going, oh my god, daddy, in the comment section. That's gross. That's fucking stupid. I, I think that's unhealthy and yuck. I mean, if during sex, if you got to, everybody has a fucking weird thing that they enjoy during sex, you know, whether it's calling your partner daddy or getting the, the, the shit kicked out of you during, <laughs> everybody has a thing. Okay. That's, that's my take on, um, weird sex stuff. I can't, you can't judge people for it because everybody has that fucked up thing. You guys are probably listening to this going, wow, this is really open-minded for Lewis. That means that he must have a really fucked up thing that he enjoys. I'd say I'm pretty vanilla. I don't... I don't... Like, I've never been... I've never felt the... What I'm saying is, right? Everybody has their their couple things that they enjoy. And by vanilla, I mean that, you know, I've never felt the urge to get fucked in the ass by a strap-on, by, you know, a a tranny with tits and then call them daddy. I don't have that urge. I've never had the urge to get pissed on. I don't get that one the fucking urination fetish and the poo fetish because surely that goes against your body's like like normal response because shit and piss is an unsanitary thing it's an unhealthy thing you can get sick from that so like when i when i see shit on the ground my my instincts go hey don't eat that (laughs) whereas these other fucking weirdos are like I, I actively would enjoy someone shitting in my mouth. And that's the that's the thing as well. You know what? No, I was going to say, right, that guys are into the most fucked up stuff. But I don't think that's true. I just thought about it then. I don't think that's true. I think that girls are also into just as fucked stuff. They just keep it to themselves. They're much better at keeping it a secret. Like a dude, if a dude... You look at the comment section of under on like instagram like not on a porn site you look at it you look at a porn star's instagram check out the comment section and you see dudes freely admitting disgusting things they would do or want done to them like some porn star posts a photo i'm just at a cafe having fun with my friends and then like some 65 year old man is like i want you to dress me up like a princess and beat the shit out of me while you know someone else fucks you and i watch and he just admits that Whereas girls, I'm sure there are a few girls who are into that. You know, they just, they're just a a lot better at keeping it a secret. Because this is the thing with girls, you don't know about their fucked up stuff until you're involved with them. Like you'll be, you'll be having, you'll be dating a girl, you'll be having sex with them for a while. And then all of a sudden she'll be like, hey, so, uh, I was... Well, you know, we've just seen each other for a while and, well, I don't know, maybe we could try something new tonight. And then you're thinking, oh, yeah, maybe we could do a little bit of anal or, or maybe, you know, maybe you could dress up in a sexy costume. And then she goes, oh, no, well, yeah, we, we could try that. I was thinking, you know, something else. And he's like, oh, something else like uh, a threesome or 
uh, oh shit, what else could we do? Mate, you want to you wanna dominate me this time? I mean, we could try that. She goes, oh no, I was kind of thinking, you know, maybe you could tie me to the bed and uh, just piss in a bottle and pour it all over me. And you're like, what the fuck? Where did this girl come from? <laughs> They're just better at keeping secrets. But 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 the the more quiet they are about it, you know, like the more quiet a girl is, the more fucked she is in bed. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that's not a bad thing, you know. I'm not trying to shit on girls if they enjoy some some messed up stuff. Everyone can like what they like. My point is, I don't judge people for liking weird stuff in the bedroom as long as you know it's you're not hurting people, of course. Like if you're a big fan of actual rape, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be your mate. But if you are the type of girl who enjoys roleplay rape, that's a big thing. Fuck, that's a scary thing to get involved with, a girl who enjoys roleplay rape. I read, right, that it is that, that pretending to get raped thing is one of the most popular fetishes a girl has. Fantasies, whatever you call it. Right, so guys, we got... Of course, the number one is the threesome. Of course, we've got that because you can never get enough, okay? And then at number two is like the fucking dominating thing. So switch roles and you dominate me. But girls, it just goes right up to 11 with the, f- <laughs> the fucking pretend to rape me shit. Um, which is a scary thought. Like if you're a guy and a girl is like... I want you to pretend to rape me. That's a scary fucking thing to hear because immediately when you hear that, you just think back to all of the news articles you've read about guys getting put away for rape when when they thought it was consensual. And if you're pretending to do it, you better fucking trust this woman, right? <laughs> Not that I'm defending people who are convicted of rape, of course. I remember... Oh, okay, oh, here's a good story. There was this girl that I was that I was um, having sex with, right? And this is a couple of years ago. And I remember one t- one, she said, she we were talking online, okay? And she said, I want to try something new. I'm like, okay, I, I'm down to try something new. I was only like, I think I was 18 at this. So something new for me would be like, I don't know, holding hands in the street. <laughs> so she was way more experienced than I was. By that, I mean, she was a bit of a whore. Um, and so, yeah, I was with this girl and she's like, I want to try something different. I'm like, okay, let's try something different. And then she goes, next time we're having sex, I want you to punch me in the face. And I was like, what? Punch you in the face? And she goes, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that I would... It's something that I really want to try. And I'm just thinking, the last time I punched some, like I punched, the last time I punched a man in the face, he was, was out cold for like 20 minutes. I, if I punched a girl, she was a small girl, right? I'm going to kill her. (laughs) And I'm like, and then I'm like, because I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to shame her because she was into that. I didn't want to fucking shame her and, and, and make her feel terrible for liking what she likes. So I'm like, what do you mean punch? What's a punch? How hard is a punch? Like, do you, do you like, like a, like cork you on the arm? <laughs> and she's like, no, in the face, hard. And then I'm thinking, wait, hang on a second. If I have sex with this girl and then I punch her in the face. I'm going to give her a black eye. And then what if she goes to the cops? Obviously I've had sex with her. There's, she can prove that we've had sex. And then she, go, oh, and she goes, oh, he raped me. Now she wasn't the type of person to do that, but immediately I'm fucking paranoid thinking this girl is trying to set me up for rape. She's going to send me to jail. What the fuck's going on? Because Dude, imagine if a girl, like, imagine, I, I, okay, just to, to, I want to say, I never did this. I couldn't, I can't punch a girl. 
Like, there's so many instances where, you, you know, you know, you watch those online videos of women beating the shit out of men and they just don't do anything. And all of us guys, we watch it and be like, oh, if that was me, I would punch that girl. I would stand up for myself. It would be self-defense and I'd hit her. Fuck, stand. But we wouldn't. Like, really. At the end of the day, yeah, they probably deserve to get punched if they're fucking with your shit or, or hurting you. But have you seen what happens when a woman gets punched by a man? They fucking explode. They just drop. And they don't know how to fall either. They just like... Oh, it's, aw it's awful seeing a woman get punched. Even, even when they deserve it. They just don't know. They fucking freak out. And then if you punch a woman, no matter how in the right you are, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you by every guy. Because for some reason, that's a natural instinct that people have. Protect the girl. So yeah, I didn't punch this girl. But ima like, imagine if I did... And then she goes to the cops and tries to frame me for rape. Like, she's got a black eye. It's She goes and does the, the rape kit thing. And it's obvious that we've had sex. And then the cops knock on my door. What am I going to say? Oh, no, officer. She wanted me to punch her in the face. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, all right. No worries. See you later, mate. Have a good one. Sorry. Fuck, we thought, you know, you were a rapist, but you, you know, you said she wanted to be punched in the face, so, you know, you're a free man. That was a scary thing to hear. I think, I stopped seeing her shortly after that. That was a bit, that was fucked. Punch me in the face. Do you want to die? Because that's how people die. How many fucking king hit? How many people have been king hit? And they die. Well... <laughs> How am I supposed to punch you? Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, do we, do I punch you in the front of the face? What, during missionary? Like, hold myself with one arm and then just fucking wail on you? Or do we, do we do it during doggy style and just punch you in the back of the head? <laughs> oh, fuck. Punch me in the face. That's ridiculous. What was I talking about? Why are we here? What was I saying? I don't know. It was something... Oh, fuck. Oh, man. I'm just having... That's just fucked. I just remembered. I haven't thought about that for so long. I blocked that out of my memory. Punch me in the face. Okay. What was I saying? What the fuck is this podcast? Oh, yeah. I was saying don't... You can't shame people for liking fucked up things because everybody likes one fucked up thing and if you want to know mine ladies well i guess you better fucking uh get involved if you know what i mean <laughs> um oh fuck yeah i was the the piss and the shit thing i don't get that because that's so opposite of and the foot fetish i don't understand the foot fetish this, I, this is actually a question, right? If, if, if there are any guys or girls out there that are listening to this that have a foot fetish, can you send me an email, like an anonymous email for next week that I'll read out? Can you tell me what is a sexy foot? Like to me, there are no... I've never seen a foot. I've never even seen... A, I've looked at a lot of feet, right? And I've never seen one that was that I go, oh, that's a good foot. You know, to me, a foot is a foot. A foot can only either be a foot or a fucked up foot. There's no good feet. Do you, do you guys understand what I'm saying? Like, I've never looked at a foot and gone, that's the best foot I've ever seen. I've only ever seen a foot and gone, wow, that's a really ugly foot. That doesn't look like a normal one. But every other feet, unless they're fucked up, I'm just like, it's just a foot. So... If you're a guy or a girl who's into the foot fetish thing, no judgment here at all. Can you send me an email? I'll keep you anonymous. Can you explain to me what a good foot is? <laughs> because I just don't know. I, I would like to understand that fetish. It's interesting, all of that kind of shit. Ah, oh, fuck. That's just 15 minutes of the podcast just in the fucking toilet. Um, well, okay, let me, hang on. I've got written down what I wanted to talk about. I didn't want to talk about feet. Okay. Oh, I saw this movie, guys, last night. 
this fucking sick movie. It was a documentary. Okay, hang on. I can't breathe. I need to get my puffer. <laughs> Give me a second. I'll hit pause. I'll tell you about the movie. Okay, I'm back. Oh man, I actually had to get my my fucking inhaler. So because the the foot fetish and the and the blast me in the face. <laughs> Ah, oh, just fucking sent me off. Let's try something new. I want you to... Oh, I'm done talking about that, okay? Oh, okay. All right. Okay, stop with thinking about the movie. That's what I'm talking about. The fucking movie, right? So I watched this documentary. Um, it was at the, the Melbourne International Film Festival, the MIFF. They really missed an opportunity to get an L in there. What could they... The Melbourne International Legendary Film Festival. The MILF. They really should have done that. If they did that, if that if their acronym was MILF, 100% they would they would have so many people coming to see these films. Right, so heard about this film on Triple J. Um, <clears throat> the director came on and ba basically the, the film is called Meal Tickets. I highly recommend that you see it. If you have any um, if you have any aspirations in making it uh, in show business, like uh, in music or any kind of show business, or even even if you're not, like it's a, it's a genuinely good movie. Okay, so there's this documentary that followed this uh, punk rock band as from Australia, from Perth, um, called the Screwtop Detonators, and it follows them for ten fucking years, ten years from when they first started. To when they to, to they tr they try and make it. That's the whole thing. They try and get picked up. They try to become a really big band. They're really good. They've got the look and the sex appeal and all that kind of shit. <clears throat> and it follows them. Um, just this guy with a camera uh, just wanted to film them. Like he was friends with the band and he was just filming everything. So he came with them. Blah blah. blah. So and the movie was just so good because it showed. It, it showed them trying to make it. Um, now this isn't, uh, it's kind of a spoiler, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say what ends up happening to the band. Uh, if you don't want to listen, uh, skip forward about 10 minutes, right? Um, and I'll be done talking about it, but they don't make it. Okay. So it's not really a spoiler, but they don't make it. The, the band ends up splitting up <clears throat> and it was such an interesting look on how, on how the, the, the how hard it is to make it in whatever kind of industry you're in. So basically, they have this band. They're really good. They've got a quite a big following in Australia, and they go over to America with their manager, who um they what they try and get them signed. So <clears throat> they try to get signed to this uh, this record label. They tour all around America. They do shows and shows in every city, every state, because America's so big. They did a show every day for a whole month. Um, crazy shit, right? Living the, the rock star dream. They're obviously shit pub shows, but they were shows nonetheless, and they were trying to get picked up, so they had to do it. Um, and basically, the, it really pointed out to me, that movie really, really pointed out to me. There was another... Okay, so they, they didn't make it. So they the reason they didn't make it is because... It's not, not really stated why they didn't make it, because obviously it's from their point of view. But what I was getting was... They did the whole rock star lifestyle, which was drugs and alcohol and girls. Um, and then there was this one other guy that stayed away from that. He wasn't, because he was a real socially awkward guy. So there was the, the roadie that came on with them to help them sell merchandise. He ended up leaving them in America because he was jealous of them. And he's like, I can't do this anymore because I want what you want. I'm going back to Australia to work on my music. <clears throat> And they all made fun of him and whatever. And then they, they led the rock star lifestyle while they were touring and trying to make it. And um, essentially they didn't. And what I what I pulled from the movie, watching it, you got to see it. But basically they didn't really make it because they got distracted by drugs and alcohol and, and fucking groupies, right? Um, or having bad girlfriends. A lot of them had bad girlfriends that didn't want them to succeed. They wanted to be, the girls wanted to be the first priority. And that's always a horrible thing in a relationship where your partner, whether they're a guy or a girl, is like, I want to be the most important thing. Because that's how you become a failure when you prioritize another human over your own success. 
You can never do that because one, you're, if, if, you're, if a person demands that from you, they're needy as fuck and very insecure. Um, and two, you're basically damning yourself to unhappiness because you're throwing away any prospect you have at, at whatever you want to do to be with some girl. There's so many girls out there. There's so many guys out there. If you really want something, you, you got to make that the priority. That's why my girlfriend's really great because she knows that that comedy, that's the most important thing in my life. And that doesn't mean she's not important. She's incredibly important to me. But at the end of the day, it comes down to if I did break up with my girl, it would be horrible, right? I would be really emotionally hurt and I'd be sad for a really long time, but I would get over it. Whereas if I ever stopped comedy and stopped making things and stopped doing stand-up, I would never recover from that. There's no way I could recover from not doing stand-up. Do you know what I mean? So it's essentially like as long as I'm doing comedy, I can be with somebody. But I can't be with somebody if I'm not doing comedy because it'll make me a broken person. If you have a fucking thing that you need to do, a passion that is more important than anything else, if you have a person who stops you from doing that, you're going to hate them. You're going to fucking resent them. So anyway, I'm watching this documentary and they go to America and and this, this other guy, the roadie, after they come back from America, it all starts to fall apart because they live that lifestyle and they start getting more into drugs and parties and girls and they start living that more than they, they're working. And you can see that they start to slow down. They stop writing new songs. They start getting frustrated with each other. They have infighting and shit like that. And it basically all falls apart. Meanwhile, this other guy that left them in America, their roadie, he's working really, really hard by himself, working at getting good. And the whole time he's doing that, the other band is shit talking him. Like, he sucks. He's a bitch, blah, blah. He's a pussy. <coughs> but he's working and they're not. They're doing drugs and drinking and fucking girls and he's not. And eventually he starts to get more successful than they do. He starts getting bigger. They start getting smaller because they, they're not working. They're partying. They're not working. And then eventually he ends up bigger than them and he goes to America and makes a big thing out of himself. And the band splits up. That's it. They're done. And then the documentary starts following this other guy who's doing really well in America and he has a shot at making it. He's in LA, he knows all these people and he's getting big, he's getting a profile, he's getting huge. But then he starts doing drugs and he starts falling into the party lifestyle and he starts fucking around with girls that, that don't want, want him to succeed. They don't want to help him succeed. They just want to you know, have a famous dick inside them. And then he fucks it up and none of them make it. <clears throat> and it all ends with just basically what happens to them. And, and they're all just, they're all like 30 something year olds now. Um, and they're, you know, they're just regular people now. They still play music, but they're not successful. It's not their job. You know, the, one's a carpenter, one's a uh, design skate parks and just shit like that. And they, and, and it's so clear to me that that was, it was the drugs and the alcohol and the girls that distracted them from the mission. And it was such an interesting thing. It really solidified in my head that that I need to stay away from that stuff. I'm not trying to preach to you guys, by the way, if this is coming off as a, you should never do drugs. It's just, my view is drugs and alcohol, it's never going to help you get where you want to be. Unless you want to be an alcoholic, then go, you know, drink your fucking heart out. That's how you do it. But drugs and alcohol in the long term, in a long term thing, is never going to help you be where you want to be. Be anything you want to be, essentially. Like, short term, you might, you know, have, shelf a couple of pingers and have a crazy night and then write a song about it. You know, that's a crazy night song. And that's the thing, you know, that's a, that's a plus that you wouldn't have gotten if you didn't do that. But you keep up that habit, then that all of a sudden that's going to be, you know, going to be more important than the music <clears throat> or the jokes or the paintings or the making movies or whatever the fuck you're doing. It's just not a good long-term thing. And, and it was so interesting to see that because it's a 10-year documentary, right? It was so interesting to see that process because that process with the drugs and the alcohol, when you see somebody get kind of ruined by that, it's never, it's never an all-of-a-sudden thing. It's always really, really, really gradual. 
where they just start doing it more and the, and whatever they really want to do less. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden they get to this point where it's like, fuck, I, I can't, I'm not good at guitar anymore. I don't practice enough. All I do is this. Maybe I should just give up the guitar. I'm never going to make it. But yeah, it was just it was just the craziest thing to see these guys have a real shot at it and throw it away because they got caught up in the lifestyle, the rock star lifestyle, and then see this other guy get even further and almost make it, but then he threw it away too because he got lost in that. It's it was it was such a sick documentary and the music in it is awesome. Um and it was a really good there, there was a really good lessons in there as well about like relationships because you saw all the individual band members there was four guys right all of them had their own long-term girlfriends except for one who just fucked heaps of bitches um and one of the girlfriends was horrible she expected to be priority number one like there was she even said in in the movie um when she was when she was dating them she's like i told myself i would never date a boy in a band because i couldn't handle the band being more important than me which is just a selfish cunt thing to say. Your success is not as important as me. Your personal happiness and goal in life is not as important as me sucking your dick. It's just fucked. It's a stupid thing, way to think. To, to, I would never force that on somebody. You know, I say, oh, sorry, I know you really want to be a painter, but uh, you have to make having fun dates with me a priority. Because that fucks them. End of the day, if you have a really successful partner, they're happier and they're going to treat you better. They're going to make time for you. Because they'll be like, oh, I'm doing so well in this. I'm going to make some time for my girlfriend. Rather than them going, oh, you never make time for me. You have to do it now and you have to work less. Then they're going to be, fuck, this woman is the reason why I'm not going to make it. I hate her. In the back of their heads, they're thinking that. But then there was, okay, so there was one girl who was like, I need to be the priority. I can't handle not being the most important. And then there was this other girl. and the, Sorry, the shit girl was in the movie all the time because she was always nagging and being a cunt um, and being an asshole. Like there was one point where the guy's brother died and she cheated on him during the grief, <laughs> like a some whore thing. And, and then there was this, the other, another guy in the band had this other girlfriend and she was never in the movie hardly in the movie at all there was a couple of scenes and they seemed really really happy together there was this one scene where they were like oh i really she she's talking he said oh, i really like her she's been to every single one of my gigs and she supports me and she helps sell merchandise and she's really supportive of me and she believes in what i'm doing and then she wasn't seen for like another half an hour and then there was an, one more scene where they were talking about if they ever fight it's okay because they always work it out and when they're not fighting it's awesome and then she wasn't in the movie at all ever again, sometimes in the background, but never saying anything, never spoken about until right at the very end where they did the whole James is doing this with his life. Tim's doing this with his life, that kind of thing. So they were like, These, this band member and his girlfriend uh, are married. They got married and they've had a kid and they're still together. And it's, it's so obvious that they were really happy and they had such a functional, happy relationship and the reason you can tell that is because they weren't in the fucking movie at all. Because a happy, functional relationship to anybody outside of that relationship is the most boring fucking thing that exists on planet Earth. How's your girlfriend? Great! It's awesome! I have no complaints. Oh, okay. Well, that was fucking boring. Oh, how's your girlfriend? Oh, I hate her. She said this and she wants me to do this and I want to complain about it. It's so much more interesting. A shit relationship is way more interesting to talk about and hear about and watch on in a movie. A shit boring one, I mean a good one, is shit to watch. So that's what I'm saying, guys. If your friends always want to know what's going on with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, chances are you guys have a fucking shit relationship and they just want to hear the gossip. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the movie was, was awesome. <clears throat> uh, the movie's called Meal Tickets. It's about uh, people trying to be successful and going to America. And another thing that movie really pointed out to me is America is just the place to fucking be if you want to make it. These guys were a really good band. They were f slugging away in Australia for the longest time. They got their own little fan base, but then they couldn't progress beyond that. They go to America and in about a month, they've got a fucking record deal. 
because there's just that much opportunity in America because the place is just so big. There's so much money in it and showbiz is there. Ah, man, I'm going to go to America. That's my goal. I'm going to move there. The way I see it, okay, guys, my plan, the way I see it, with the internet, with me making videos online for you guys, I don't have to be anywhere to do that. For all you guys know, I could be uploading from Antarctica or the fucking moon and you would still watch it, right? So, my, my, this is my plan. In a couple years, when I can afford it, when I'm making enough money out of, you know, this and uh, stand-up, I'd like to live in America and upload, make videos there and continue to do it. And then once a year, come home to Australia to tour. And that way you guys still see me as much as you would online and as much as you would uh, on the stage. Because I only tour once a year here, you know? I could be in fucking Cambodia, you know, raising child slaves to build iPhones, for all you guys know, in my spare time. <laughs> so that's the goal, man. I want to go to America. That'd be fucking sick. I'd love to live in New York. That's, I bet that's too expensive. I bet a whole bunch of Americans listen to this going, you, you can't afford that, you cunt. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of videos, so I ordered this wireless microphone. I've been talking about it for the longest time. Wireless microphone. You guys have wanted it for so long because it's echoey in this room. I finally got it, right? I, I paid for it. I'm renting it actually because it's really expensive. I'm renting it and I'm going to pay it off in installments so I can own it. So I get this, I order this wireless thing, I sign the contracts, I, I, I sign my life away to get this fucking microphone in, and they're like, sweet, you can come in on Monday to pick it up. So on Monday, no, Thursday, which was yesterday, well, I don't even know what fucking day it is, right? I'm recording this on Friday, so that was, so Thursday's a couple days ago when you all listened to it, but today is Friday for me. So Thursday, I call the guys, because they're like, call, me, call us on Thursday, it should be in. So I call them. And I'm like, oh, hey, I just wanted to check that my microphone is in. And uh, he goes and he checks. And he's like, yeah, it's here. Oh, hang on. Oh, fuck. They've sent it to the the warehouse in Sydney, not Melbourne. So I was going to fucking get this microphone. I was supposed to film Lure Review today. I was going to film it today, edit it on Monday, upload it on Tuesday. But now I can't because this fucking microphone is in Sydney. I really wanted to have the new sound figured out because if I got it today, right, I would have days and days to figure out how it works because I don't know how this fucking microphone works yet. So, I don't know. I'm going to call them on Monday and hopefully it'll be there in Melbourne on Monday and I can go and pick it up. But I don't know if I can... Because I want to get the, the review up on Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know if I can learn how to use the microphone and then I might have to... You guys might have to deal with another video with shit sound. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Sorry about the low frame rate as well in last week. I know, I know, it's completely my fault. When I, because I fixed it the episode before, but then it didn't save those settings that I set, and I was uploading in a rush, and I just didn't notice it. But it's all fixed now. The set, the settings are definitely safe, so there'll be no more low frame rate bullshit that you guys have to deal with. I was thinking as well with what I'm doing, because Facebook has verified me as a real human that exists. I can live stream. What do you guys reckon would be a cool idea for live stream? Me and Elliot Aloney have been talking about ideas to live stream because neither of us have done it yet. We had some cool ideas like live streaming a show. That'd be a cool thing to do. But then I don't want to burn my material because if I do my jokes and you guys see them recorded on a mobile phone in shit quality, it's, nah, it's not the best, you know? And then, you know, I tell the jokes filmed properly and they're not as funny because you guys have heard them before so I don't really want to do that that'd be cool but I don't want to do that so I was thinking maybe we could live stream backstage but before I get on stage that'd be kind of cool because I love seeing the backstage of artists whatever they do their routine and what the actual behind the stage looks like I reckon that'd be sick another idea me and Loney had was maybe we could do a live podcast so what we do is we set the microphone up to record and then we live stream from our phones because Loney hasn't been on this podcast yet. We did nothing ink together, but he hasn't been on Spearhead Sundays as a guest yet. Um, so we were thinking the first time he comes on, we live stream it and also upload it to iTunes, if you know what I mean. I think that'd be a cool idea. I don't know. We, just, we got so many fucking ideas that we could do. Um, 
just let us know if you want to see if you have some ideas for live streaming i'm so keen to hear them because i'm sick of the, just the live stream on somebody's couch hey i'm live streaming hey shout out andrea hey shout out sam thanks for like thanks for oh, i love you too that kind of shit that's boring i obviously the q a stuff i would do one of them but i don't want to start with that i want to make the the first one i do fucking cool i know if you have some ideas let me know another thing that I was thinking of doing is because so many of you guys want this on SoundCloud um, and SoundCloud, you got to pay for it and blah, 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 all that kind of shit. I was thinking of putting ads on the podcast. This is not something that I would do lightly, um, but it is something that I'm considering because the podcast is growing and it's getting a lot of you guys listening. Um, and I was thinking of putting ads on it. Uh, and you guys are very, very important in this decision-making. Now, podcast ads, I would never have uh, pre-recorded ones like some American going, hey, welcome to Spotify. Spotify is a streaming service and you can use it to... I hate those, right? They would be ads that I would read out myself. So how it would work is, I don't know, maybe... Um, what's this thing that advertises? Uh, Squarespace, the website builder, would go, hey, we want to advertise on your podcast, and they send me an email with uh, three paragraphs about Squarespace, and they tell me to read it, uh, how they wrote it. Now, that would allow me to make it funny. Um, the ads, I would, I would never just go, Squarespace is a website builder, and you could do this, use my code for 10% off. I wouldn't do that. I would make them entertaining. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys, some of the podcasts that I listen to, like Bill Burr is, is one that I listen to all the time. When he does the ads, they are my favorite part of the podcast. I'm not even fucking shitting you, right? I, and I don't even use anything that he advertises, but I love hearing him read the copy because he makes it funny. So if I were to do podcast ads, don't freak out and think that a podcast ad is like a YouTube ad that's like a fucking thing. It'd be me reading out an ad. It'd be I'd be re I'd probably read out three ads of podcasts in the middle. Um, the ads would go for maybe a, a minute each, so it'd be three minutes of ads in an hour-long podcast. So I would really like your feedback because I'm not going to make a decision on whether or not to advertise for at probably at least a few weeks, right? Um, so let me know your feedback on whether or not you're okay with me doing ads. Um, if I do do ads, the benefit is obviously I'll make a bit more money. I can put that money back into this. I could probably get a better microphone than the one that I'm using now. I'm just using a USB mic. Maybe I could get a proper one with a mixing cord and a mixing desk and a mixer. Um, and you know, all that kind of shit. This one's, this one's good, but it's not good enough. Um, the other benefits are obviously, you know, more money means I'd put it back into Lure Review and everything else that I'm doing. Um, and it would allow me to grow the podcast so it would get bigger. I could maybe even do it more frequently. Um, the negatives is basically you have to listen to a couple of ads. Oh, and obviously I would never fucking advertise something that I wouldn't use myself. I would never put a shit product onto you guys or a product that I didn't agree with. Like, I don't know, like, uh, fucking... I don't know, child sex slavery. Like, I wouldn't advertise that. <laughs> um, you know, there's a few things that I, that I wouldn't advertise. Uh, unless they paid me a lot of money, huh? <laughs> no, I wouldn't fucking sell you guys out. But yeah, let me know. What do you think about ads on the podcast? They would not be intrusive. They would be funny. Uh, and they would help the podcast get better. So I'm leaning towards doing them. But if you, all of you guys hate the idea, uh, I won't do it. So if you're okay with it, let me know. If you fucking hate it let me know and uh, i'll make a decision i'll let you guys know i'll keep you guys clued in and in the loop um let's get on to uh some questions shall we i've got uh two questions uh, i'm also running low on questions could these are the only two that i have so if you want to send me a question a life advice question send it through to contact at lewspears.com i said contact at lewspears.com so just write podcast somewhere in the email so I can search it on my email and then I can find it. Um, if you want to be anonymous, let me know. And uh, I, I do life advice shit. If you've got questions about a relationship, what should I do with my life? Or, oh, I've got a little dick. What do I do? All that kind of shit. Just send it through. I'll answer it. And uh, we can all have a good laugh. Hey, I love this. You know what? I was thinking about this. The reason why I love doing the questions, I fucking love it, is because I get to hear gossip 
like really personal gossip that doesn't affect my life in the slightest. No matter what happens, it's interesting, right? If it's a horrible situation, I'm going to feel that horrible, you know, sympathy, but at the end of the day, it doesn't affect me. <laughs> uh, but, you know, everybody likes gossip, and gossip that doesn't affect you, even better. That's why those fucking shit reality TV shows are um, so successful, because they just have gossip that doesn't hurt you in any way if you participate in it. So, yeah, if you want to be a part of the fucking gossip, send me an email, contact at loosebeers.com. All right, here's the first one. Hello, Lewis. Love all your stuff. Oh, thanks. You can keep my name on this. It's Crystal. Ooh, we got a stripper. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You, I bet she cops that all the time. I feel bad now, poor bitch. She's not a stripper. All right. Um, also, I'm from Arkansas, America. Arkansas, America. So I tried to convert the pounds and all that. I hope they're correct. Oh, so this has to do with with units of measurement. Uh, so when I was 14, I was really heavily bullied about my weight and it was a pretty big factor in my developing anorexia. Oh, that sucks. I was sent texts, Tumblr and nons and had people Photoshop my school, Facebook, Instagram photos to make me look really obese. That's fucked. It was just a barrage of really fucked up shit all to do with my appearance. You see, that's real cyberbullying. Sorry, I think I just bumped the microphone, but that's real cyberbullying. You know what I mean? That's like, that's to me, cyberbullying is sustained harassment of one person from another person or a group of people for a very long time about personal shit. Cyberbullying isn't when a movie, an, an actor is in a shit movie and everyone goes, oh, your movie sucks. That's not cyberbullying. That's an opinion and critique of your work that you chose to put out there publicly. And when you call that kind of shit, like, one-off, I hated your movie, or, oh, you've got shit, you've got a shit haircut, one-off stuff like that, when you equate that with real cyberbullying that Crystal's obviously gone through, that fucking muddies the waters and makes real cyberbullying seem like it's not a big deal. That's why, that's what I, that's why we fucking... Uh, take the piss out of all those cyberbully experts that they claim to be when they call me a cyberbully. I have never cyberbullied a person. I've never fucking harassed somebody for a really long time personally. It's just fucking... And, and it takes away from victims who actually experience real cyberbullying. It's fucked. <clears throat> uh, anyway, email. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, everyone was mean, cyberbully, blah, blah. All up, I lost around 44 pounds, which I think is 20 kilos. I went from... Okay, she's converted it for me. I went from 56 kilos to 30 kilos. Wow, I didn't even know a human could get down to that. That's crazy. It was a really devastating time. I lost all my friends bar one who was super supportive. That's nice. This friend was my rock. She was always there telling me that I was perfect, etc., etc. The anorexia was so bad that I was hospitalized for seven months. Anyway, after a long time, I'm happy with myself. That's not the issue. Congratulations, Crystal. I'm glad that you're back on track. That's a that's a thing that, that you really have to work. You know, that's not just a thing. Oh, I'm better now. You know, that's a, that's a thing that you really have to get through from what I've read, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, <laughs> but uh, well done, Crystal, congratulations that getting through that, um, I decided to use my weight loss to get into modeling, oh, and the beauty pageant circuit, there you go, that's, see, that's using tragedy and making it into something, and I've been really successful, oh, Crystal's a bit of a hottie now, uh, winning several pageants and doing work for chain stores like H&M, and now earned enough to begin thinking about an education at an Ivy League college. Dude, what the fuck? Am I talking to some stupid famous model? Ivy League college in America? What are you, some kind of millionaire? Shit. That's so expensive. If you can make that much money to, to go to college off of being hot, congratulations, Crystal. Anyway, I get, get distracted by, oh, I might be talking to a hot girl. Okay. However, the question of who who was my harasser has always been in the back of my mind. Oh, so you didn't know. Oh, okay. So this was anonymous bullying. Right. Um, 
I was at an event where people were getting sloshed and had another local model that tell me she knew of this girl who had edited pics and harassed her best friend because she was jealous of how pretty she was. I asked this sloppy drunk model, who is this girl? Oh, I asked the sloppy drunk model who this girl was and the bitch said, my best friend. Oh shit, the one that was supporting you was the one that was bullying you. That bitch had been supporting me whilst really sending the images and all that. I was so fucking shocked. I mean, I went to hospital and almost died. Lewis, I need to know what do I do? Do I confront her? Do I keep quiet? I mean, isn't this what psychotic people do? Love you so much. Uh, sorry, this email's too long from Crystal. Yeah, that's fucking insane, Crystal. Um, that... So, okay, so... Let me get this straight. So, you were... You were anonymously cyberbullied about your weight and your appearance for, for a really long time. And then the person that helped you get over it was the person that was actually doing it. That's fucking insane. Some people do that. Have you heard, you know, that story about that, um, that girl that convinced the suicidal guy to kill himself? And it obviously looked like in her head that she thought she was doing the right thing, the fucking psychotic bitch. That's crazy. I, yeah, I think, you know what? This is what I would do. I would definitely confront her. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even yell, right? I wouldn't yell. I wouldn't act like a psycho. I wouldn't hit them. I wouldn't even be angry with them. Um, maybe you don't even need to do it in person. I would just send them. You could actually, I'd probably do it in person, right? I would just walk up to them and go, hey, so uh, this person told me that you were the one that was sending all of those messages a really long time ago. Uh, is that true? And you'll be able to tell from her face if you just come out, like don't soften the blow, don't give her any clues don't go, hey, I want to talk about something or hey, someone said something. Don't do any of that. Just in person, straight to her face. Hey, someone told me that you were the person who was sending the messages. Is that true? And you'll be able to tell from her facial expression if she hears that out of fucking nowhere like a surprise, you'll know whether or not she did that. You'll be able to tell because she feels guilty about it or unless she's a psychopath, which obviously she is. I don't know. That's fucked. Um, and yeah, cut that person out of your life. Don't get revenge. You don't need revenge. You got over your anorexia. You're doing really well. You know, this person is already probably fucking hurting because you're doing really well with modeling and you're such a hottie that you're going to go to college off of, you know, beauty pageants or whatever the fuck you're doing. So don't, you don't even have to get revenge. Just go, did you do that? And if, and if, it, if she admits it or it looks like she admits it, just go, right. I want you to know that's that was the most horrible time in my life and you're a horrible, horrible person and I hope that you're never happy and then just fucking leave and never interact with them. Delete them off every social media network, block them, don't give them any closure, okay? Don't ever, because that's the thing that people need. Don't ever go, oh, I just wanted to talk about what happened like after, you know, a year of not speaking. Don't ever meet up with them again. Just fucking delete them off every network, block their number, never see them again. And just continue walking down the catwalk and fucking slaying because you, you look hot now. And uh, she'll hate it and you win. So, uh, yeah, don't keep quiet about that and definitely don't fucking stay friends with that psycho. C can you actually let... I want an update on this, Crystal. Can you let me know how this goes? Um, and I'll, I'll read it out on the podcast, if, you, if that's okay with you, of course. Um, let me know what goes on if you end up confronting this person or if you end up leaving it. I want to know what happens with this because that's fucked. And I want to know if she actually did it. Because, you know, obviously this this other woman that said could be lying or she could be wrong. That is that is a possibility. But I, I don't know. That seems like a very far-fetched lie to tell, you know? Um, so yeah, I would confront her, say, how you know, you're horrible. How could you do that to me? And then just fucking cut her out. Uh, next question. <clears throat> Update me. Send me another email. Um, all right. Uh, hey Lewis, I'm a 22 year old fan from Europe. Fuck international podcasts today. One from Arkansas and one from uh, Europe. Better not be one of those lame European countries like uh, what's a lame one? Fucking Turkey. It's pretty lame. Keep track of your planes, cunts. Um, 
see, that was just... Okay. Uh, I'm a fan from Europe. I've been following you since the, uh, the Janoski and Face Beef stuff. Cool, bro. Long-term fan. Here's the story. Uh, it's pretty hilarious, embarrassing, so maybe keep my name out of it. Okay. Uh, I'm studying music production. It's fucking amazing. I've recently been assigned to paid work on a production as a beat maker slash arranger. That's sick. I come from a situation where I thought it was never good at where I where I thought I was never good enough for anything. And this professional breakthrough along with working out, getting attention from girls boosted my confidence so much. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Doing the thing that you want to do, looking good, going to gym and fucking girls. Nothing better than that. Uh, fast forward to a club situation just after my finals. I was on top of my game, super confident, pulled the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Solid 10 out of 10. Yeah, mate. Uh, I've been sexless for a whole year because I didn't have the confidence, but I ended up at her place having sex. She told me she just got out of a three-year relationship a couple of months ago, and I was only her second bed partner. Uh, good on you, man. You're fucking crushing it. Uh... I dated her for about a month before she had to leave to France for professional reasons. Long-term work. She's a bit older than me. Oh, so she's fucking 60 years old? <laughs> uh, she tried to dump me a few times before that, saying I reminded her too much of her ex or some other bullshit. Oh, no. She's crazy, mate. Uh, I don't see the sense in it because the chemistry was so great. So she ended up making out with me every time she tried to get rid of me. I started to get feelings for her by the time she left, but after a solid two days of emotional suffering, I was cleansed. I went out, had a lot of fun, got a new number from a pretty girl, and it was epic. Completely fine with the whole thing. Yeah, legend. That's how you do it. There's so many girls out there, man. If she's going to go to France for her long-term job and you don't want to fucking go to France, then who cares? That's fine. She can go to France and chase her dream and you can just stay here and do whatever you need to do with your music shit. You'll find another girl who doesn't, constantly remind you that she used to date someone else you remind me so much of my ex fucking i don't know maybe you have a type you cunt <laughs> um fast forward to five days ago i now have chlamydia oh no honestly what the fuck so this girl had obviously been lying to me yeah she was uh sucking dick all over town i guess if you got chlamydia two bed partners bullshit I'm losing sleep over it. I was fine with her leaving, but the whole situation is killing me. Yeah, well, she fucking left that behind, didn't she? Now, chlamydia can exist in girls without them getting any symptoms, but my doctor friend told me that about that's about 50-50 odds. Chlamydia in girls can leave them unfertile if left untreated. Uh, look, I, I doubt that she didn't know. Oh, maybe she didn't know. I don't know. Yeah, look, what am I... Look at me, fucking disagreeing with a doctor. Fucking idiot. What? My... Oh, yeah, a doctor who studied medicine his whole life said this. Well, well I don't believe it. You fucking idiot. So maybe she maybe she didn't know about it, okay? Maybe she didn't, right? Let's give her the benefit of the doubt and say she has no idea she's a walking disease back, okay? Um, I have no idea if she knows she gave me chlamydia. I have no idea if anything she's told me is true, including the France thing, the boyfriend thing. I need to talk to her, but what do I say? It's super complicated because I obviously care for her and she cares about me, but she's lied to me like a motherfucker and I don't know if she even realizes she gave me a fucking STD. What do I do, Lulu? Have a shit one. Um, uh, you gotta tell her. Because she might not know. If your doctor mate reckons that she could have not known, you need to tell her, uh, hey, just so you know, you gave me chlamydia, you cunt. <laughs> and uh, you should wear a condom. Oh, I suppose if you guys were dating for a while, maybe you're on birth control. Uh, yeah, you you got to tell her, man. Um, because even if she knows, like on the, on the temp, even if there's a 10% chance that she doesn't know, you got to tell her that. Not for her sake, but for every other guy that she's fucking in France. All the French dudes that she's, like, getting around. Because you know that's what people do when they go overseas. I'm in a different country. My my standards that I hold to myself and other people have magically disappeared. I'm going to suck cocks. You know, that's what they do. Um, so, yeah, you got to tell her for her sake and for all of the French dudes she's uh, sitting on. You need to tell her that she's got chlamydia in case she doesn't know so that you can protect your fellow brethren that's like a bro code shit man you gotta protect us what if i go to france and i fuck <laughs> i'm sorry that was uh distasteful 
Um, yeah, you got to tell her, um, and then you just got to be done with her because she is chasing her dream in France, and you obviously don't want to live in France because you're chasing your dream wherever the fuck you are. So, um, and she's got the whole ex-boyfriend thing. You don't want to deal with that. You don't want to deal with a girl who constantly tells you, hey, remember when I dated somebody that wasn't you for three years? Well, you remind me of him, and I don't like it. Fuck that. You don't want to deal with that head stress. And you said she's lied about a whole bunch of stuff, so fuck that. Get rid of her, tell her she's got chlamydia, and then get rid of her. You don't need her. You're obviously a good-looking dude. You're going to gym. You're, you've got fine with girls, and you're chasing your dream. And you're young. You're 22, dude. You're my age. You don't need to be chasing girls that aren't perfect. That's what more people need to do. If somebody doesn't work, just cut them out. You know, I wish... Well, I, I actually did learn that pretty early. I dated a few horrible people that were just not good, and I was like, but it's the only girl who likes me. What am I going to do? It's like, you don't need that shit. Same for girls as well. If someone's not, why would you not do that? Why would you not be ruthless with people who aren't perfect? Because all you're doing, right? If someone's not perfect for you, the longer you're with them, the longer that shit will annoy you and the worse it'll get. Because obviously you'll try and change the thing that you don't like because who doesn't do that? You know what I mean? Who doesn't like, oh, I hate when you do this. Um, Can you not do it? But then they're going to go, well, that's actually an integral part of my personality. I am I am incapable of changing that. So I'm going to keep doing it and then apologizing for it, you know? And, and it's probably not even a thing that's particularly bad. It's just you personally can't handle that. So just get out of there for, for your sake and their sake. Save you both a bit of time. And then you won't end up fucking 50 and with children that you like and a wife that you hate or a husband that you just think is an asshole. Um... Be ruthless. So yeah, cut her out, man. Don't put up with that shit. Um, and that's the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, if you want to support the podcast, there is a little bit of merchandise left online. Um, with There's on lewspears.com slash merch, M-E-R-C-H. Uh, you can have a look at what little stuff I have left over from the tour. I have about 30 posters left that I signed for you. And they're only 12 bucks. It's cheap as fuck. Um, <clears throat> and I'll sign them with whatever you want. There's only 30 left though. And to give you an idea, lots of people listen to this podcast, so I would be jumping on it quick. And then the t-shirts, there's even less of them. There are only size small t-shirts left and I'm not printing them up again. I've, I've decided this is how I'm going to do my merchandise. Every year I'm going to come out with new stuff and I'm not going to reprint it. I like that idea. I like the idea of always coming out with new stuff. It's kind of cool and it's cool for you guys. Like, um, whenever I like an artist and I buy their t-shirt and then it never gets printed, I can be like, yeah, I got the fucking 2013 shit. This is evidence that I like them from this era, era for this long. And, you know, it's a fucking bragging thing, really. It's like, oh, I like them longer than you did. I like them when they were smaller, which is a wanky thing, but people are still proud of it for some reason. I am. I'm not a douche about it, but, you know, it's in the back of my head going, yeah, I like them before then. So... Um, yeah, if you like the t-shirt that I wear in lieu review all the time, it's black. It's got the, the, my head on the, on there and it's got uh, pathetic loser. I would pick that up because there's only about 25 small shirts. So girls, um, uh, and small guys jump on that quick. They're unisex t-shirts and they're, they're really good quality. Um, the way I was, I was able to do it is because this year I was able to place a much bigger order. So I was able to negotiate a cheaper deal and get, um, no, not this, yeah, cheaper deal for higher quality shirts. So these things are fucking great. Um, instead of being screen printed, like my last design, these are actually vinyl stamped on. So they're like the, the print, you can touch it. I'm, I don't know. I'm nerding out. I'm not trying to sell you guys. I just fucking love these shirts so much. And the posters are brilliant, uh, paper quality. They're 180 GSM, which I've come to learn means, grams per square meter um that basically it's how thick the paper is so 180 um that's like that's like thicker and and better quality than your average poster that you would find at like a uh, a comic shop or like a target you know those rolled up ones it's better than those and the printing is really good the art's done by Matteo Mazzella there's a fuckload of in jokes and easter eggs about Lure Review from the past year in that poster and there's only about 30 of those left and they're 12 bucks the shirts are 22 so jump on them if you have ordered a shirt there's heaps of people I'm sending those out today so uh, check your posts 
They should be there. If you live in Australia, they should be there by Wednesday or Thursday. If you're international, maybe a week from now. So uh, yeah, also you can support me on Patreon. Actually, here's the thing, right? My posters are $12 plus $8 postage. But if you support me on Patreon for 10 bucks a month, you don't have to pay postage and you get the poster for cheaper. So you actually, it actually works out way cheaper for you guys if you support me on Patreon. That's a bit of a hint that, oh, I shouldn't have told you guys that actually, fucking shooting myself in the foot. <laughs> um, so yeah, jump on patreon.com slash Spears, support me there. It helps me everything get better. And there's a private Facebook group and a group chat or buy a t-shirt or buy a poster. Um, subscribe, rate me on iTunes and I will speak to you next Sunday. Have a shit one.